What is going on? You are watching and listening to Tags Live, aka Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Steve V. This is episode 259, alongside my co-host, one of my BFFs, Cody Maurice Doggett. How you doing? Hello, darling. I'm doing well, thank you. It's so good to see you today. Great to see you. I'm still in LA right now. Um, we are actually Instagram living this right now. I hope people can hear me. I had to right? turn my sound down. Do you think people can hear us out there? So, Cody, let's just get right into it. We've got so many hot let's topics to get into. We've got a lot to talk about this week. Um, did you know, Cody, that Manhattan, where I'm, where I live, currently in LA, but Manhattan is set to stop prosecuting prostitution, and it's part of a nationwide shift. So I'm yeah, happy to be <laughs> make my Manhattan my home right now, because know, the, right? the Manhattan District Attorney's Office announced Wednesday that it would no longer prosecute prostitution and unlicensed massage, putting the weight of one of the most high-profile law enforcement offices in the U.S., behind the growing movement to change the criminal justice system's approach to sex. So um, they revealed this new policy, and it's the one part that really spoke to me that I really thought is all of the masseurs out there that okay. get lumped into this. And I love a, love a good massage by <laughs> massage... <laughs> M for M and so on and so forth. And so I was so happy to hear this. And it's just high time. And, you know, and for those of you know, that know Manhattan, Giuliani and others tried to clean it up for so long. And it's just time, I think, that they get rid of this age old custom of prostitution. I mean, what were your thoughts when you first heard about this? Well, my first thought was that it's finally time because it's the oldest profession. So I don't know why we are criminalizing it. So, um, you know, let them be. Um, it's legal in certain parts of the states. And also, I don't know. I read in that article that you sent me that it's also um, called a walking. Let me see if I can find it. Trans yeah. girl walking. Trans girl walking law as well so it's going to benefit our trans sisters as well and you know how much the you know we really need that that's the ones that probably get the most held up in this i don't think that people were actually coming after our uh you know rent men boys that much i don't believe but it just yeah. gives them that much more breathing room and but they probably were coming after our trans brothers and sisters more and i love i didn't understand that until you read that but that makes sense walking yeah trans so in other words they wouldn't if they were in manhattan a trans say let's just say a woman if she was on mm -hmm. the street walking and soliciting she wouldn't couldn't get prosecuted correct Prosec exactly that's exactly what it means and it's a great first step of course but of course the the next step in the the even more societal thing that we need to have happen is is uh shifting of perspective as far as trans people in general are con are concerned because our trans brothers and sisters should not think that 
prostitution is their only option because hopefully it's not. SF Anthony says women should have agency over their bodies, prostitution included, men too. I love that, SF Anthony. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, the brilliant thing about all this is that it's not just Manhattan. I was reading Philadelphia and other states across the country are also enacting this as well. And mm -hmm. it's high tide. Change is coming with all this. And I think um, I'm here for it. How about you? Same? Oh, yeah. 100 percent. Absolutely. The, and another story. This is such a heartwarming story. Neighbors help a gay man paint his home in rainbows after he gets homophobic abuse. So there's a gay man in Australia. He's been overwhelmed by the amount of support he received to help paint his house in rainbow colors. The local community stepped up after a small number of neighbors objected to the plan and threatened him with violence. So Mick, Mickey O'Halloran, I think I'm saying his name right. Uh, Mickey, sorry, Mickey O'Halloran, yeah. 29, oh. a, hair, a hair artist who specializes in coloring hair, often in bright colors and rainbow designs. He runs a business called Unicorn Mains by Mickey. Well, in February, he moved from Melbourne to a new bungalow home on nearby Phillip Island, and he was overjoyed to buy this new home, right? So with his brightly colored hair, they write, um, he became known in this neighborhood. Well, when news emerged that he wanted to paint rainbows all over his new property, not mm -hmm. everyone was happy. And in fact, last month, a small number of men confronted him about the idea. At first, they argued it would devalue local homes, but it really? soon became more personal. Quote, I've had five men aggressively banging on my front door, he said on Facebook. Uh, one threatened to kill me if I paint my house rainbow and calling me homophobic. On and on, as you can imagine. Well, later, he decided to paint his house anyway. And once you know it, the community came out and joined him to help paint his house rainbow colors. He even got uh, Dulux a paint company to provide 42 liters of paint to help them. What? They had That's a barbecue. Awesome. They had a barbecue on the day. It was a true day of community and coming together. Yeah. Uh, the pictures of it are so awesome on Facebook. Um, when you heard this story, Cody, what were your thoughts? It just made me feel so good. It's so heartwarming. I needed this story today. It's really amazing to see the sense of community and the coming together to combat blatant homophobia and who like who cares what another person what color they paint their house right at the end of the day it's not your house you don't have to live in it so who really cares um it just warmed my heart to hear this story uh, because the only way to really overcome such blatant hatred is through coming together and closing ranks with love so yeah yeah um Somebody said, paint it gayer. Absolutely. I love that. You know, it reminded me because I just started watching this show on Amazon Prime called. Oh, my uh, God. I was going to bring this up. Them. Them? Right? Yes. <laughs> Set in the 1950s. Yes. A black family moves into, of all places. Um, What's the city here in LA that they moved to? Compton. That's Compton. 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 Thank you. Yeah. In the 50s, y'all. So it's at that time, it was totally white. All white. And 
this family moves into with their family, beautiful family, family, and all of the (laughs) 50s women led by this one horrible woman who's just (laughs) out to get them is all about it's going to devalue our property. And it reminds me, it's so funny that that was the the storyline in the 1950s shown on a TV show right now, Them, that is parlaying to 2021 about a gay man choosing to paint his house and and somebody actually said it's going to devalue the property. So it's the parallels could not i just i love that show by the way they them yeah and me too. yeah it's like we we moving we're moving forward but we're in some places and we're not moving forward in other places so it the parallels are so when i read this story you should see my notes because i was just like it just reminds me of the scene in them when they were they all went to the front door and they're like you need to leave and i was like ah it's really scary too. Did you watch the whole thing? I'm I'm midway through. I just started last okay. night. So I'm so into it though. It's so good. Yeah. Um, and someone asked, have you seen Pose? Yes, and we're waiting awaiting season two. May 5th. Uh, yep. All right. I so wait. Our last topic in our first segment here uh on instagram live has to do with burning man how many of you guys been to burning man you know it gets a huge lgbtq population every year last year obviously it was canceled this year burning man Mm -hmm. festival organizers have said that they are considering requiring attendees to prove they have been vaccinated for COVID-19 if the organizers move forward with plans to hold this year's counterculture festival in the Nevada desert. So, you know, they're still actually deciding if they're going to do it or not. Um, The organizers backed off an earlier statement indicating that they had already decided to make the shots mandatory. They say they won't decide for sure until the end of the month, whether the event that was canceled last year because of the pandemic will take place this summer. So essentially the story is that if they had decided to, one of the CEOs, Marianne Goodall, said in a video that they would require everyone to be vaccinated and that she got a lot of backlash Mm -hmm. because the fact that not everybody, you know, they get such a pooling from an international audience and not everyone if you're in remote parts of the world or or actually just in europe and so forth have access currently to the vaccine so she had to walk it back and said they're still in talks right now and it's still up in the air um but it did get me thinking cody that with talks of a vaccinated passport in other words where we would show a passport showing that we're vaccinated i'm actually all for it because i've never felt a year where i felt more american to do my part to you know get vaccinated but there's so many anti-vaxxers out there right now people feel like their rights are being taken away i actually want to be able to travel at some point again and want to continue some semblance of life prior to the pandemic and i'm Mm -hmm. all for it so what are your thoughts though on having everyone have a passport that would show or having to prove if say you were to go to an lgbtq event or any event for that matter 
Yeah. So I see both sides of the argument here, but at the end of the day, I have to say that I, I agree more with the passport, like having the passport and making sure that people are getting vaccinated because it's a great idea to stop the spread of COVID and it would entice people to get vaccinated if you have to show this passport in order to travel. When I was actually on the phone with my family right after we chatted earlier and I, I told them what, what the story was about and my aunt said that in when you send your child to school, you have to show proof that they are vaccinated before they can go to school. So how is it any different than that? And then she sent me an article where in 2019, in Samoa, there was an outbreak of measles and 83 people died because of the lack of vaccinations there. Lack so of vaccinations. The, exactly. The vaccinations waned in Samoa, so 83 people died. Absolutely. Yes. So, and speaking to um, somebody says, I, I got the vaccine because I'm a teacher and want to protect everyone. To, so to your point about teachers, somebody says public health takes priority. I totally agree with that. Um, I agree with the vaccine, but interesting for a counterculture community of nonconformists to mandate a medical procedure. Hmm. So he's saying LGBTQ people, it's interesting that we as LGBT, LGBTQ people are, are uh, advocating for the vaccine, I think is what he's trying to say. Right, Kevin? Let us know, Kevin, on that one. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's talking about Burning Man being nonconformist and them conforming to uh, adhering to vaccinations. That's what he's talking about. Got it. All right. Well, now it's time for the segment that we've started since we started the show and it's called Vulnerable Voices. And since we started the show, just what it says, going a little bit deeper about our vulnerability as LGBTQ. And this week is was heavily charged, no doubt, by yesterday's verdict of the Derek Chauvin, uh, Chauvin verdict. And for so many of us, it was a sigh of relief. Um, at least that's how what I felt, a sigh of oh, relief for, sure. for all three counts against Derek Chauvin to be um, three counts convicted of and yep. against George Floyd. And for me, I have to say, in some ways, it was a turning point, Cody. Mm -hmm. um, I thought yesterday, you know, when you talk about turning point or in historical, like a pivotal moment, I feel yeah. like this was a major turn turning point in history. And the other thing was I had a glimmer of hope. Yes, 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 hope. yes, I agree with you. Not that everything is going to be okay now. Not mm -hmm. because, okay, let's wipe our hands and everything is good now, but it signified a glimmer of hope. Mind you, a 16-year-old girl was shot by police in the Ohio day the day of. Mind Ugh. you, Dante Wright, during yep. the trial, was sh shot not by a taser gun like the police officer thought 
she was pulling out and screaming out loud about taser, 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 and shot Dante Wright to death during the trial yes. of Derek Chauvin. So I say with trepidation, with hope that I think there's a glimmer of change. And lastly, I think it's, you know, you might question, you might ask, why are we talking about this on a podcast about gay sexuality? Well, you know why? Because it affects all of our humanity and our community at large. You know, we could go into greater detail about the incredible hate crimes that are going on within our LGBTQ world right now. That's right. Not always, not always going, not always by the police. Oftentimes our trans brothers and sisters are getting it from the police or not getting the, the help that they need. So mm-hmm. when it's one of our brothers or sisters, it is all of our brothers and sisters and it affects ultimately our sexuality on a deeper level and the more conversations we can have about this stuff when a pivotal moment like yesterday happened we it would be remorseful if we didn't even talk about this at all and we by no means have all the answers at all but oh my goodness (laughs) yeah Yeah. so i mean cody what were your thoughts and especially cody as you know, not everyone knows this, but Cody stated this before, mixed race. Yes. Half of your race is black. So, yes. you know, I'm a brown boy, but I have to know that this, I would assume, meant something to you yesterday. For sure. And thank you, Steve, so much for bringing this to this platform. It, when you said that we were going to talk about this today, my heart just filled up. So, and you just talking about it right now, I, I wanted to go get the Bible and start. <laughs> I thought I was listening to a sermon. I was like, yes, yes, yes. But uh, <laughs> I basically held my breath when they said that the verdict was pending, when it was going to come out, because too many times in the past several years, when police officers have been up for uh, trial for killing black and brown people, um, they've gotten off. They've justice was not served. So even though I know that he should have went to jail yesterday, I was still unsure. There was a big question mark of whether or not justice was actually going to be served so yeah five percent just to jump in here real quick five percent of police officers charged with murder have been convicted so yeah that speaks to your point yeah so this and this trial has been and this case has been so heavily utilized for black lives matter and things of that nature so if this one did not, if he did not get convicted for this, it would have meant that the justice system was failing us as black and brown people in today's, in the United States today. So it meant so much to see that justice was served yesterday. Absolutely. I mean, I think I was just, I felt it was so important as a non-black person, but a brown Mm -hmm. person, I kept my eye on this trial so much because i think it 
it's so important and it's a pivotal moment and we cannot hide our, you know, hide in the sand. Um, but this also has like a personal totally effect does. on you on a lot of ways. Yeah. And well, I think what people don't always understand, like when, yes, we're a show on gay sexuality, but we have family, we have friends, we come from communities, you're mixed race. I'm a brown. I have stories myself we were talking offline. You have a personal story I that do. relate. Yeah. I mean, not only have I had run-ins with law enforcement myself, where I was worried about if I'm going to make it out of this situation alive, but I currently have a brother that's incarcerated right now. And I think about what could have happened to him in those situations. And just thinking about him, not making it out and like dying. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I okay. told you I was going to cry. Yeah, right? No, no. <laughs> Just thinking about him dying in that situation <clears throat> makes me so emotional. And it was for something that for weed that you, that you, is legal now. Like, that's crazy to me that they're legalizing weed and there are so many black and brown people in jail right now that are incarcerated for weed. And it reminds me of George Floyd, too, of a $20 a counterfeit $20 bill, too. We yeah. all saw that tape. You know, your brother probably didn't have that tape. And thank God your brother's alive. But your Amen. brother's incarcerated and we all know how weed is like legal in so many parts of the country now. In New Jersey, they're legalizing it right now. They're getting ready to legalize it in New York now. Like, you know, I'm just wondering if you could speak to, if at all, when you're a part of a, you know, it reminds me of uh, when I was going to school, my college mm -hmm. mate did so well as a Latino and went to Harvard and became a professor. And he also had a, his youngest brother incarcerated uh, mm -hmm. being a part of a gang. And mm -hmm. the heavy toll that it weighed on the family at large, um, how is, what can you speak to? Because I think what we've seen placed in front of us, the George Floyd family, I feel like now they can potentially grieve their loss yeah. but the last year has not they haven't even had a chance what does when you have somebody that is incarcerated and you know it's for ridiculous reasoning yeah. what does that do to the whole family does it you know at least, or at least speak a little bit if you do in mind in your family oh no problem um well you know you have to support that or at least i feel like i have to support that person because you do not want them to fall into despair. So that's something that I would never want for him to like succumb to is despair while he's in there. I want him to have hope. And thankfully he's such a hopeful, uh, like he's so full of life and joy and being in there has not crushed his spirit, thankfully. And I just want to continue to support him, so. Thank you so much it, for it, it does take a toll on the family as a whole, because having to put all of that energy into supporting that person when you don't know what situation they're going to run into in there or and what have you. So, yeah.
Thank you so much for sharing that. I know that's Thank not you. an easy thing to share. It really, and, really is not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know my my friend ultimately wrote a, a book with a, oh, about really? with his brother and it's conversations with his brother in mm -hmm. jail. And I think people don't always realize what it, it does to the family. Um, yeah, it's very draining on the family, but yeah. I mean, there, I wouldn't have it any other way. That's my brother, and I'm going to continue to support him no matter what, because I love him. I love that. I love that. Any comments we want to read um, that have come through? I Dream of Anthony says, Decriminali decriminalize marijuana already Biden. He says all of the drugs, decriminalize all of them. And Brown Butter Bear says over 80% of cannabis businesses owners are white people which is very interesting um very dream, actually <laughs> and i dream anthony also says psychedelics should be de decriminalized as well with huge potential for treating mental health issues so yeah i just think that the the police force should be revamped altogether i think there should be more focus on de-escalation and community service and just yeah. outreach in general, instead of, they treat it more like a military service right now. And it, it should not have that mentality in it, it because too many people are dying because of that. Yeah, and you know, when they say defund the police, they don't necessarily mean, they, they mean in, have new programs with professionals, yes. exactly. potentially say pro professionals in our, trans community we just reported on a minute ago on manhattan not going to criminalize correct mm -hmm. prostitution anymore and even you were saying street prost prostitution yep. and we all know stories of our trans brothers and sisters or the trans women if they were on the street they are also subjecting themselves to hate crimes mm -hmm. and Yep. Yeah, and we continuously see hate crimes against our LGBTQ community. I mean, I had a slew of them I could have reported on tonight that in one in Arizona about a couple simply going to dinner and had people off the street yell slurs at them. And initially, nobody believed them. And it was just you know, and but they were beaten in the face over this kind of thing. What? Our guard is up. I had there's so many of them we could report on. We just don't even have the time. Yeah, it's sad that we do have so many stories to report on. But yeah. to your point, more and more, I think that's what defunding the police actually means. It's yeah, in implementing new programs that would address our ever-changing world and the hate that is so prevalent right now across the country. Yeah, I was going to mention that because it's not even really just all about the police. It's about the society that we live in. Like black and brown people are portrayed as violent. Like the media is so responsible for a lot of the images that are out there right now. They should really take take stock of what is being released and how black and brown people are being portrayed because there's so many more facets to to everybody actually yeah. um we're full of love we're full of joy we're full of we have sad moments we have happy moments like we are not just 
violent criminals like and that is mainly what you see one we are not one monolithic monolithic group by no means well thank you so much for sharing on that um i need a cigarette (laughs) (laughs) i need some weed no (laughs) well i think you're about to share a little bit more thank you for as always we do vulnerable voices every week we're going to get into a, a couple more hot top hot sex topics including our thirst trap and we want you to weigh in on the thirst trap but before we get to that i wanted to talk about um a friend of mine you know we we asked people to dm us on to, on our instagram at tags podcast on questions about sex we'll give you solicited sex advice or relationship advice and i had a one that i wanted to weigh in it's a friend of mine um not naming names but a friend of mine is has been in a three-month relationship recently during covid with another guy and he's finding that he can't pinpoint it but he's not feeling that spark anymore there's nothing necessarily wrong with the guy he told me um okay. that's uh, usually when it's really you know <laughs> it's really they have like, there's gra- nothing wrong with him but <laughs> they cook together i um he did say that sex was maybe not as interesting as it was from the get-go he really like he really does like this guy though he would in a perfect world he would love to transition to hanging out with this guy because he actually likes this guy so good on paper so good on paper but he spent three months with this and he for the life of him is perplexed and doesn't know where to how to we're like and he says and i cannot do it on a text because they spend like Mm -hmm. a lot of time together he would have to do it in person but he said how do you not sound so cliche and tell somebody after three months this is his words okay like i just want to be friends without traumatizing them and i said you know what it it's better you just do it now because rip the band-aid off dude he's probably a bigger boy than you give him credit for yes no one wants to hear that but the longer you keep this going you know and why not say the friend thing maybe you'll be friends down the road maybe you won't but it's if it's weighing on your shoulders what's your thoughts cody and i I know you have something to announce after it too (laughs) i have an announcement everybody gather in no (laughs) yeah cody's got a major announcement oh my goodness steve related to this story (laughs) no i agree with you it's going to be easier now to say it and he should just be honest. He should tell it to that guy just like he told it to you. It's just that simple that tell he's it not. Tell my heart. <laughs> tell me I'm the only one. Name Wait, that artist. Right <laughs> me? Taylor Dane? Come oh, on now. Okay, Is okay. really love or just? <laughs> that cheesed out. Crimped hair. <laughs> it's a game. It's a game. Um, but yeah, Taylor Dane. Well. Wait, I lost track. <laughs> he should just tell the guy. Yes, he should just tell him that, just be honest with him, that he's not interested in him in a romantic way. 
if the guy doesn't want to be friends, then he doesn't want to be friends. But hopefully, like you said, he'll come around later on. Uh, rip the Band-Aid off. You don't want to shortchange yourself by trying to make something work that doesn't work. That's not doing a service to you. That's not doing a service to this gentleman either. So, hey, you know what, Cody? It reminds me, you're a life coach, huh? by the way. Oh, yes. I at, am. You can follow him at KMD Coaching. He's a life coach. When I had a life coach for a while uh -huh. there, one of the things, I don't know if you know, the, you probably do, but mm -hmm. to, to prioritize things of your day, you would, it was eat that frog. So, oh. This, I don't know this. So my life coach at the time said, put all the things you need to do in that day, give them a one as high priority through and lower the number into least priority. And you started your day with the high priority items, the things you didn't want to normally do that you would maybe put on the back burner normally. And it was called eat that frog. And it was like, eat the thing that you don't really want to do first. Aha, I get it. So do, do the, the most strenuous activity first, which I agree with because get it out of the way. Cringeworthy. The thing that yeah. is giving you strife. In other words, if one of the things is on your list, like laundry and another one is uh, grocery shopping and uh, email your boss, the, the plans and break up with your boyfriend. <laughs> Well, maybe put the boss that's number one <laughs> because you got to make a living and that's going to keep sustain you. Maybe exactly. put the boyfriend number two because that's weighing heavily on you as number two. Yes. Three would be grocery shopping and four would be because you no, got to Laundry eat. is number three. Laundry yeah, is you, number all three. All right. You're right. You got to look cute and we can <laughs> we can skip a meal because we can skip a meal but <laughs> so yeah okay because we got to look cute for the summer but so your advice is to just do it yeah mine is too and yeah it's never listen we give these things particularly in a pandemic a try it's oftentimes it takes a few months to see how you're going to relate to this person exactly but, nothing's forever nothing's like you know and in the end oh, don't he'll, say that well some <laughs> things are <laughs> do we have a song for that <laughs> nothing lasts forever by maroon five oh, i, here I we have go. a song for everything darling <laughs> and i was um, gonna sing a whole new world but i won't i'll spare everybody uh, yeah from aladdin i love it Come on now. We can do all Disney tunes from now on. Okay. All but, right. But like you were saying, when you know it's right, it's right. So I have a, I do have an announcement to make. I know that something is right. And I got a boyfriend. I got a boyfriend. <laughs> Congratulations, uh, Cody. Um, yeah. It's been three months too. A bit three and a half months. For those of you who have been listening to the show, as Cody just said, he's documented here and there. Give us a little insight as I've digged deeper on how much he would <laughs> share the boy that he has been seeing that you met actually in a During pandemic. A pandemic, I know, so scary, but 
it was well, well okay worked. so here congratulations truly i mean that thank you boo brother thank you so much. yeah i'm so yes. happy for you i I'm, can't wait to meet him and yeah. yeah we're doing brunch soon absolutely um but interesting to parallel after after this story three months he's this person is realizing not really feeling anymore what was different about yours in the three-month mark that made you decide still feeling it and still want to take it deeper not in a vulnerable voices deeper but in a <laughs> deeper i love you steve i love you <laughs> um so basically kind of the turning point for me when i knew that it was more than it was getting pretty substantial and serious was when I could be around him for a prolonged period of time. And we spent like oh, seven days straight together. And I didn't get tired of him one. Like I wanted to, like, I want to see him right now, actually. Because <laughs> we've traveled so, together and I've been like, yeah. okay, Cody, like you go Girl, get away from me. <laughs> so true. <laughs> I'm going to go to my room. You can go to your room mm -hmm. and we <laughs> I'm going to the bar and yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I could totally just have him right here. Was there a, a right now? And yeah, it would be you totally ask fine. Him, did you was it mutual? What can you share? He asked me. He asked me. Yeah. Well, I love that. You know, I we know. always have to be asked, you and I. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, where's the diamond? But child, <laughs> he said boyfriend. You're going steady. <laughs> it's not put a ring on it. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I still need a diamond. <laughs> We're still in a pandemic. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. I love that. I love that. Wow. Okay, yeah. So I guess the moral of this story is three months is a good time to get to know somebody. And if it's not really yeah. working, don't be afraid to speak up. And you never know. I mean, like I said, I dated my neighbor during the pandemic, during the summer. It didn't work out in the end. Mm -hmm. We didn't talk for a few months, but ultimately we are really great friends. In fact, we're going to go on a trip together and I'm so excited about that. We're probably Ooh. closer than ever. Yeah. Where are we going? <laughs> oh, I can't tell everything. <laughs> But, but I'll talk you, to you offline. I'll talk to you offline. Yes. <laughs> Listen, get a little uncomfortable. When you get uncomfortable, that means you got to make some choices sometimes and pivot. It's never easy, but pat yourself on the back for taking a chance on something. And if you're lucky, it might end up like Cody. Um, and if you're not, it's okay. You it's pat okay. yourself on the back because you took a risk. You took a chance. You took a leap of faith. You got a little uncomfortable. Trust me. I kissed a lot of frogs before I met this guy. <laughs> I did more than kiss them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> silence. 
I've heard enough of this. Okay, Tyler. Well, I have a feeling I'm going to be hearing a lot more of this. Oh, my gosh. You will never get enough of this because I'm going to be telling you every five minutes that I got a boyfriend. I got Silence. <laughs> it's time to move on to our favorite segment. I put it in. Oh, I, I was just about to do that. Oh, you're in La La Land. So, <laughs> I mean, I was feeling the endorphins right there. So, mm -hmm. cool. It's time for our Thirst Trap Week favorite, our favorite site that does this straight up gay porn, uh, where we descriptively describe for you who took the best photo or video. And I love straight up gay porn for doing this every week. And it's one of our favorite segments. You can weigh in as well if you're watching this live, or you. I will put it in tagspodcast.com, and you can weigh in and let me know who is your favorite thirst trap. Mind you, it, this has got me to subscribe to many and only fans, and I've got to so watch myself dangerous. on this. So <laughs> to start with, the first, I love the first picture on this week's. This week's was 11 gay porn stars who took the best photo or video thirst trap and the first one happened to be to be a guy that hector vega oh didn't you vote for him last week i did and i joined his only fans too oh, he's looking good he is looking his good. ass is out and about <laughs> but it's not my favorite one. Oh yeah i, I had you have a new favorite you're moving on already I'm moving on up. <laughs> this was a toughie, but I landed on, and let me see if I can say his name right. She, she Kala. Oh my God. Help me out, Cody. Okay, girl. How far down is it? She, it's S H H Kala Kalo. She Kalo. Kalo. It's like his name. Well, you find it. He is laying back on a couch with the most. Kalau. Oh, thank you. Oh my God, you just did that beautifully. Shh, Kalau. Thank you, <laughs> He's sexy. Is laying back on a couch with his left arm over his head with a backward baseball cap, a perfectly trimmed goatee square jaw latino i believe mm -hmm. dimples for days tattoos confidently smiling in the most beautiful teeth ever welcoming yeah. it to me you're going to be welcoming and not douchey he's welcoming and then you get his beautiful long thick cock that's straight up and it he's and his beautiful quads and hamstrings spread open so you can take your pick on where you want to start. Uh, I would kiss him to begin with. I went uh -oh. on his Twitter account. And he, remember when we posted on the Beauty and the Beast thing? Oh, he did one of those? Yes, and it's amazing. But he called his dick and dimples, the face and the ah. schlong. And oh my God, he looks so beautiful on this. I'll post this link on textpodcast.com. But he is my winner of the week on this one. Um, nice. Who's yours? That was a good one, but mine is a little bit better. <laughs> and you have a boyfriend. So, um... <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> he can't listen to this. Baby, turn, turn off the podcast right now. <laughs> uh, so here my... I am. 
he gets obviously your boyfriend gets the best of everything. But he's, if there was one. a below that, it, it would this be this guy's number 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 two, I guess. Okay, all right. So my favorite of the week on this page goes to Rhino Triple X. He, Ooh. I think he's he's pretty close to the one that you that is your favorite. Oh, I he's cannot get my eyes off of mine, Shkalahu. <laughs> I just can't. But all right, let me like move it. What's Rhino his name? Triple X. Rhino Triple X, which is the craziest name I've ever heard in my entire life. But he's freaking adorable, and he's taking a mirror selfie, and he has, but he has his face turned towards the mirror, but his ass is also turned toward the mirror, and he's snapping a selfie, and he has the most adorable smirk on his on on his mouth on his face he's got the most adorable smirk. oh wait i know what you're talking about rhino xx yeah, says, yeah and that yeah. booty is like that the, booty is like pal okay the eyebrows <laughs> and, and he's giving a look like uh-huh pal <laughs> and he also has his uh his closet door open which I know he should have closed it. <laughs> I know he should have closed it before he took the picture, but I can forgive him for that ass. Trust me. But you know what I like about the closet moment is Girl, no. I've never don't, been able to even do it. These, every t-shirt he owns is hung up, perfectly lined up. It looks color coordinated. I've never He's been able to do that. Floor. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, he could have. Right. Yeah, he should have closed that door. But he's a his expression is though I don't give a fuck. So he does not. He's a door. He he made it up for it. That ass is making up for it. There's so many others. There's one that delusion six 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 that has like the thickest cock ever that I I would love to get pounded by. Just saying, and hopefully he's out there to hear me say that. (laughs) (laughs) What about Angel Rivera? Did I Did you do see him? him? Or <laughs> let me check Angel Rivera. Did I do him? <laughs> oh, I didn't press play. Remember we did that? Uh, oh, oh my goodness. Was you everybody like play. hung and like crazy to, this week? I love it. I'm so I'm here for it. I stand. Before we go, what do the people have to say, if anything? Just that they love the guy that you're talking about. He's got a backwards baseball baseball cap, and it's making. I'm it telling even you. More so I won He's this said- week's. <laughs> I don't think so. More people agree with mine. <laughs> uh, he said, "Oh, I dream." Anthony says that the picture of the guy that I liked uh, makes him want to do some squats, and <laughs> he also is laughing at me because I I clocked the closet. i love it oh my god thanks for playing this will be up on tagspodcast.com we want you to weigh in go to tagspodcast.com follow us at tagspodcast note to self note to self tomorrow night our clubhouse is live from 6 to 8 p.m pacific standard time or uh, 9 to 11 Eastern Standard Time. And it's uh, sex positivity, LGBTQ+. I'll put this up on Tags Podcast. If you're on Clubhouse, join us. We're really getting into some really great conversations over there. It's a 
really awesome. Um, you can just pop in whenever you want to. It's very casual. I love that about it. Uh, if you want to chime in, chime in. So uh, tomorrow night, join us, Clubhouse. And lastly, we won't be on. Uh, we, we're taking a week off of Tags Live. Just one week, April 28th, we're off. Um, but we're back the following week when I'm back in New York. So uh, just calendar that. Um, follow Cody Maurice Doggett at Mista Maurice, M-I-S-T-A-H Maurice on Instagram and his life coaching at KMD Coaching also on Instagram. Thanks so much, guys. This has been so fun. As always, this show gets repackaged tomorrow and tags podcast. Like I said, it's episode 259, making our way. Keep being safe. Keep wearing your mask. Get vaccinated, but keep it sexy. And we will see you and talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>